from the land of adventure and diversity. These are the stories of extraordinary Africans, only on Faces of Africa. Chobe National Park in northern Botswana is home to some of Africa's most magnificent bush and wildlife. Hippos, crocodiles, lions, and a diverse bird life thrives here. And it hosts one of the largest elephant concentrations on the continent. For nearly 50 years, only one lodge has operated on the banks of the river. This is the Chobe Game Lodge. Here, a dedicated team of guides share the area's rich ecosystem with tourists from around the world. Vivian Dipupu is on her way back to the lodge after taking her annual leave. She returns to the staff accommodation and is reminded that living in the park comes with unique challenges. When did the Baptists play with your satellite dish? And they do that sometimes. Vivian is Chobe's head guide and has nearly a decade of experience and multiple guide licenses behind her name. To me, it's more than like a job. You know, it's something that I always look forward to to waking up to. I wake, I wake up in the morning, I know I'm going to do my job, I know I'm going to work, but I also wake up to something, to do something that I like. The team she leads is unique. They operate a fleet of electric land and water vehicles, and they are the only all-women safari guide team in Africa. These are the Chobe Angels. When we started, I think so many people did not believe in women. Are you going to be able to change the tires? Are you going to be able to um, drive through those sandy soils? But especially from the men's side, they always tell you that you should, you know, think of doing something which is more, um, more like for women. Monica Luxon is the newest and youngest guide on the staff, having finished her internship a year ago. Like the rest of the guides, her day begins before sunrise. Uh, firstly, I didn't want to be a guide, to be honest. So what happened is I didn't do very well in my studies. So my mom suggested that, why can't you try being a guide? Looking at my personality, I'm not somebody who is very talkative and also can interact easily. So I gave it a thought. Like, can I say, okay, let me just try. There is always the first time for everything. I went and I studied uh, being a guide for like six months. Then after that, um, I did my practical and I just fell in love with guiding. So it just, that is how it came about uh, for me to be a guide. Game viewing vehicles depart the lodge promptly at 6 a.m. Monica has a three-hour tour ahead, 
where she must focus not only on navigating the park, but also keeping her guests entertained with her knowledge of the extensive flora and fauna. Today, she's attempting to track several lions that have been spotted nearby. The lions have just gathered in the field. They're doing nothing. In Botswana, for you to be a guide, you have to have the driver's license, because most of the times, we find that we do the drive, so we cannot drive without a driver's license. And also, there's a theory that you have to take at the wildlife department that will uh, guarantee you to start guiding. That is the guide license. The decision to only hire women came about because they're better communicators. You know, they, 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 they're more relaxed talking to, to guests. They also have more compassion. They are prepared to um, listen and they're prepared to, to pay attention what the guest wants, you know, what's important for the guest, how must, what, what is expected of me. And, and the woman has that more than what males has that. You are going too far. Is there anyone else who can calm this side? She's on the radio on the other side. This a big tree over here. It is a brown hyena. After this, a big, big tree over here is heading towards that direction. Maybe it will pop up from that side. There, you see it? Yes. Have you noticed that every time you see the jackal, they're always running? Yeah. yeah. The, immediately when they get up, they always run. They know that life is too short yeah. to be lazing around. Now, is that the second or the first one, Monica? I think that, uh, I'm not even <laughs> sure if there's another one right there. Yeah. yeah. Johan has joined Monica's drive to check on her progress. All right. Thank you. Okay, thank you. It was a difficult thing like to get a job because most of the companies over here, they hire males and applied to so many different uh, companies that I got a rejection from that, saying that they don't hire women. And the previous uh, company that I worked for, I did my training there for like a year. Then after that, they say, okay, um, I think we're done with you. We don't hire women. So that's just, <laughs> so that was one of the difficult things that I experienced. That is where the time when I heard, uh, I, I received a call from Chobe Game Lodge, I was the happiest person ever. Knowing that my mission had been accomplished or my prayer has been answered. Yay! Hello, hello. All right, welcome back, guys. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. It's been a pleasure having yeah, you around. Thanks so. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Thanks for everything. Thanks. <laughs> that was awesome. Mark. Thank you. Isabel's going to be so mad. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Safe travel. How other guides, especially my guides, respond to our all female guides is uh, I, I think in the beginning it was really difficult because. Um, 
they, they definitely did not accept our guides uh, because they are female and because they are doing something that uh, culturally was not really known and accepted. We still feel often that they are judged uh, unfairly. Yeah, very good that we saw the brown hyena, um, unusual sight. Yeah. Uh, I would have made more of a story about it, you know, more information. Because it's, it's very unusual, you know, it's, it's more rare than spotted hyenas. For our area, it's, it's rare to see. Yeah. Okay, good thing that you drove around and that you waited for them to come up. That, that was Even now, a lot of people are just amazed that I'm able to drive this big car. And some of the family members over there are like, oh, you're, you're, you're so strong, like you're able to drive a boat, like those big boats. I was like, yes, I can. Before her first day back at work, Vivian makes the short drive from staff housing to the lodge to see some friendly faces. My home is in the eastern part of the country. It's in a village called Bobonong Village. And it's somewhere between the borders of South Africa and Zimbabwe. Yes, it is difficult, but it's something that I get used to with time. It's being away from the family. Since I have some parents, I have some kids. So I realized that I find um, I spend more time here at the workplace than being at home. Working as ladies, we do spend a lot of time here at work. Uh, we end up having a closeness kind of relationship or friendship that we, we have. As night falls on Chobe National Park, the guides retire to their quarters to rest and guests are treated to a traditional dinner, complete with a local band. of adventure and diversity come tales of survival, success and ingenuity. These are the stories of extraordinary Africans, only on Faces of Africa. As the sun rises over Chobe National Park in northern Botswana, the staff at Chobe Game Lodge prepare for another day hosting guests in one of the continent's most unspoiled environments.
At a viewing point in the bush, game guide Florence Gajiso educates curious onlookers about another unique feature of the Chobe Angels. They are electric vehicles. But also the speed that you are using, that also count. The load that you have inside here, that also count. Yeah, this used to be normal Land Rovers yeah. and then they converted them into electric, electric one. Mm. Cool. Thank you, man. You're that welcome. Well. Oh, yeah. Land Rover. Mm -hmm. It's making me work. Yeah. <laughs> that scared him. That gave him a fright. Flo is, is, has been guiding probably, I think, the longest of all our guides. Um, her knowledge over the years also has matured tremendously. We always spend a lot of time and effort on, on training, sending our guides away. And in that regard, you know, especially Flo and, and Vivian, um, they, they soak up knowledge. It's just incredible. Back at the lodge's maintenance facility, Flo does a routine check on the vehicles with Albert Ndereki an eco-guide with the lodge. Albert has a direct hand in all of the lodge's sustainability efforts. All the vehicles driven by the Chobe Angels have been converted from normal combustion to electric engines. With that conversion comes many modifications in how they're handled and operated. Driving this like we are saying, it's almost like uh, driving an automatic. Yeah. Um, you always have that um, more respect for it. This one, it works more with a computer kind of, so you have to give it time. Unlike when you are driving a manual. On manual, I know when I'm on gear one or gear two, I know I just have to go forward. But for this one, I have to just kind of wait a little bit up until he get into the, the, the mode that I wanted to go. Okay the arms and the voice, but our high range and low range are down here. Okay. So most of the time, because this is a, a Land Rover, it's always like on four-wheel drive already, but you have to um, engage whenever you're getting through a, a sandy area. So normally it's on low range, so that way you can't really get stuck because you don't want to kind of ref the vehicle or just to push it too, too much. So we always have to put it on low range and then you can easily go through. These are the vehicles that are very, very quiet. You can get closer to the vehicle, uh, to the, the animals. animals yeah. And yeah, we don't really use so much speed. Yes. We're taking our time. And most of the time you live here at 100%. Uh, um, coming back after three hours, it's normally on 50, 50 40%. 50, 40%. Our manager always say that this is more like babies. Whenever you're driving it, you have to be very soft, very careful with it. Otherwise, yeah, it works almost uh, similar to the, the, the normal uh, engine. As Flo and Albert finish up in the maintenance garage, Chobe's head guide, Vivian, reports to the lodge for her first day back at work. Hi, Rahima. I'm good, how are you? You're back? Yes, I'm back. <laughs> Thank you. So we've got lots of catching up. To do, okay. Yeah, all right. All right, well, let's go Okay. <laughs> OK, 
Okay, well, everything went fine, yeah? We're a little bit short on vehicles. Yeah, no, so one vehicle has gone to, um, to Mount for, for uh, refurbishing. And what's the occupancy? <coughs> occupancy is very high. Yeah. So I would say our occupancy is average more than 75% occupancy. We're probably looking at about 80%. Yeah. There's some 90s there. So yeah, it's really busy. As far as Monica is concerned, she is, um, I, I did an analysis with her the other day. Okay. And um, she's experienced enough now. She, she pauses everything. Wow. Uh, I did show her you know, where she still needs improvement. Okay. And, but I think all good. All right. Well, thank you. I'll go down to the jetty. All right. Now, thank you. Let me know what you see and... All right. See you later. We'll catch up. Being a hired guard, it takes a bit of responsibility to assist the environmentalists, you know, with the day-to-day -day activities of the guides. Also to make sure that our guest relations activities office operates quite well make sure we have enough cars for the day for our game drives make sure the boats are also enough for the guests good morning, good morning. how is your sunrise boat cruise perfect thank perfect you. Yeah. okay thank you. good morning it is good to have the electric vehicle since uh, we are in the national park so they do not pollute the environment. They do not make a lot of noise, especially when we are around the animals. Um, we can see um, that they become very comfortable around us as well. Through their use of electric vehicles, solar energy, and extensive recycling, Chobe Lodge's eco-initiatives mean they have a minimum carbon footprint in the park. Their facilities are at the forefront of conservation and sustainability, setting an example for other game lodges operating in some of the most unspoiled places in Africa. We produce every month a statistic report, how many litres of diesel and petrol we've saved, and also obviously how much electricity we've saved to date. With all our initiatives here over the last couple of years, and especially with the electric um, solar system too, our boats and our cars, we've saved close to 300 tons of CO2 emissions. How was your life? You know how, how home is, being with my family, being with my kids, and then my brother's wedding was amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, I missed you too. Yeah. I did. Not that much though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've checked the schedule and I've seen that we have more guests coming in. Hopefully, maybe from next week, I'll do one of the game drafts and see how it is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. With a lodge full of guests, there is no time for Vivian to wait. She heads out that afternoon on the river. Okay, so um, let me take this moment to welcome you to our Sunset Boat Cruise. Normally it's a three hour to three and a half activity. So that's our other boat, the Captain Electric in front of us there. Maybe you might have realized all our boats are uh, electric plus solar powered. 
they're quite very quiet, yes. Um, they were diesel powered before, but uh, they've been converted. So it is called the Chobe River, and it's the one that's sitting on the northern boundary of the Chobe National Park. There's so many animals, you know, we can see crocodiles in the water, we can see them outside as well. That is why there is no swimming in Chobe River. <laughs> so we also expect to see animals like the elephants. So this time around, it's when we see um, like big hairs of elephants coming down to the river. They come have a drink. Sometimes they can do a little bit of swimming or just, uh, we can even see them cross the river to cross to the other side. There are so many other species of birds. Like this area takes at, at about 450 species. So some are residents, they live here all year round. Some they come here in this season. Whenever seasons change, we always have something different. Well, enjoy. <laughs> All good. A big fish there. So you're just holding it on its talon. ahead of the boat, like a hundred meters away from us. There's a crocodile. You know, with the crocodiles, they're very sensitive. They can feel the, the vibrations. So whenever something gets closer to them, then they always dug out and disappear. But they can stay underneath the water for at least up to 60 minutes. Yeah, just up to an hour or more. So normally the elephants move in different heads, like in different family groups. So you can see the other head is drinking and then the other one came and then suddenly they stopped. So if they don't belong to the same head or if they don't belong to the same family, they always give each other a chance. So either they can find a different spot where they can drink from or they will rather wait for them to get finished and then they will join later. But um, different heads can be anything up to 100, 150. The group can be very big. As the sun sets on the Chobe River, the Chobe angels have proven yet again that they are valuable custodians of this special place in Africa. What I can say is that um, with guiding, 
you take out people on the activity, you actually hold the responsibility of their happiness. So many people did not believe in women uh, in becoming lady guides. You know, they thought, okay, it was hard, and now everybody else knew that, okay, ladies now have the potential. Most people, they love the idea that women can do what men can do. So we find that most people, they get attracted to that and I get a lot of tourists coming to see women guys are doing their best. Women out there can also try this job because I know they can do it. And also the thing is, women can do much better. <laughs> I always look at Chobe Game Lodge and see it as one of those um, organizations that we need in our countries. The ladies are actually doing their, their duty every day. Every one of them is actually having that courage, you know, to come out here and do what they can do. situated along the ancient Silk Road, where fine arts and divine beliefs merged with the natural world. It's where the East and West interacted and where the world's largest Buddhist art gallery still fascinates and amazes people today. A place where stories of life and death, love and hatred, passion and desire, faith and sacrifice have been generated and told for 2,000 years. Buckle up for our new podcast, Why We Love Dunhuang, the one and only podcast that can take you to the fantasy world of Dunhuang and beyond through our audio tour. Listen and subscribe for free on major podcast platforms. Why We Love Dunhuang? You will have your answers.